VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back and the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Grid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Davis Maddock, joined by Rich Rebar, as always, on a Friday afternoon, week 13 of the NFL season. We got through the crazy... Thanksgiving week, we're here. Fantasy football playoffs are, are starting for the most point, so you probably have way less waivers to do. Uh, congrats to you for, for not having to do waivers. <laughs> um, and yeah, we're, we're here, man. We're picking some games. We're hanging out on a Friday afternoon. Yeah, coming to those DFS streets. Uh, there's nothing like trying to recoup all your Christmas money, uh, like jumping in some DFS games. I mean, at least, at least like uh, we got a bunch of totals above 50. We got some value running backs. We got some value wide receivers. We got some punt tight ends. Like it's kind of, yeah. it's kind of a perfect slate. You can't really complain. The, the, this is probably, you know, maybe like I said, just recency bias, but uh, this is probably the best slate of games too. The NFL's had <laughs> maybe it's all true. season, maybe it's all true. season. Yeah. I mean, how bad. Is is Russell Wilson, by the way, that uh, next week's Denver Kansas City game got flexed off of primetime? I mean, how funny is that? Like, it's rough, Ru- man. Russell Wilson, fifty two hundred dollars on DraftKings this week, and no one is interested. It's it's really you can't play him. I mean, and it's not even like the, the Hackett and Russ thing top down as the disaster, but they're also everyone is dead on the team. I mean, he's like Kendall Hinton's their wide receiver too. Latavius Murray's the starting running back. They have three offensive linemen that started the year, not in the lineup anymore. Like it's just bad. All it's like top down a disaster. Yep. Yep. All right, man, let's, uh, let's pick some games. What is your number five? Um, let's see. My number five is the chargers. Um, and it's this really, is, this was, this is way higher for me. I was a little, you know, it's the Chargers, man. I'm a little nervous. You know, they didn't come through for me it's, last it's, week. Again. It's the Chargers, but also it's the Raiders, right? Yes, but it's literally just because you can get at one point so a lot of places, and it's literally just betting on the better quarterback, better head coach, better defense, like all together. Uh, and that's really it. That's the, the crux of my analysis. Yeah, I mean, so this was my, <laughs> this is my, this is my number two. And my thinking is like, I think I would take every team in the NFL other than the Texans probably straight up on a neutral field against the Raiders. I mean, I would, I would, I would take, you know, I'd be taking the that Washington. bad. I don't know, dude. They're pretty pathetic. I, I mean, maybe a lot not. of their losses are like one score games though. I guess that's, but I mean, Hey, you know, is, is the chicken or the egg, right? Or do they, lose, do they, do they lose a lot of one score games because their, their coach is an imbecile? Like I, I, well, I mean, I guess you could say that Brandon Staley has not exactly covered himself in glory uh, in terms of like adding uh, win probability. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the chiefs game, right. He, he punted to get the field position, like pretty, pretty uh, shitty stuff there. Yeah. I mean, I just felt really good about this one. The Raiders roster is really bad mm-hmm. compared to the chargers roster and uh let, let's call let's call it mickey d versus staley like a checkmate 
you know, at, at best. But I mean, you know how I pick these games. Like so much of it is just like who has the better quarterback? How many points is that quarterback worth? And I don't care if Justin Herbert has a 4.28 odd. He's still a lot better than Derek Carr. So I, I, I like this one. You also have the Raiders coming off of two overtime games, which you, we, is very rare. Uh, and teams like that typically have not really fared well against the spread. So you get a little bit of the old, uh, you know, the old Vegas head guys in, the, in your corner as well. I had it lower just because it's the Chargers fan and weird shit happens. Yep. All right. Well, my number five, I, you probably don't even have this one at all, but you can get the Kansas City Chiefs on the DraftKings Sportsbook at one and a half. You can get it at two at Caesars. You can get it at one and a half at Unibet. Um, I mean, look, the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL under three. I'm, I'm just taking them. All due respect to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are kind of a weird team, actually. Like, they can look so great one week and then look so pedestrian the next. They are getting Jamar Chase back this week. You, d- you do kind of think maybe they're better when Joe Mixon doesn't play because then it just forces them to go into full Chase, T, Boyd, you know, just spread them out and, and knock them down. But the Chiefs are just really fucking good, dude. Like, uh, it's it's – and. I was actually thinking about this last night. Like, what are they going to look like when Kelsey can't do this anymore? What What's the grand organizational plan? Like, we've been thinking about it for years, and uh, Kelsey keeps getting better somehow. Because I I do think they they have done a good job replacing a lot of what Tyreek did for this team, right? So MVS is the clear out guy, and they've kind of cycled through. I mean, every game they've kind of just replaced the Tyreek. Uh, you know, not trick plays, but like gimmicky screen end around type stuff. Like they just, they found ways to replicate that, but there, there's nothing you can do to replicate Travis Kelsey. Like, I don't really know what they're going to do. Now we've kind of been talking about it. The amazing thing about Kelsey's career is like the dude's only been on the injury report like three times. Like since he, you know, he, he, he punted the first year because he had the microfracture surgery and he just never got hurt again, which yeah. is like pretty for a tight end too. Uh, pretty, pretty uh, unique career. Uh, absolutely enjoying the podcast, the Kelsey podcast, by the way. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's I don't, I don't listen to sports podcasts, and I'm me generally, no, I'm me generally, either. and I'm not even that interested in what athletes have to say most of the yeah, time. Absolutely but, not. <laughs> but, but, but it is really good. And and this Mahomes anecdote that is making the rounds right now about Nagy being the guy who like was basically who who made it happen i mean yeah. that dude should never drink uh have to pay for a beer in kansas city ever again we, absolutely we love to not, see man. no so, and mahomes was great he was really he, he came off really great in the interview just a super likable dude just uh just a really chill guy to be in general man uh doesn't come off like a quarterback at all i actually had this game one this is my number one you coward you have the uh, chiefs number one yeah, we're getting Mahomes laying minus three, which almost never happens. Uh, yeah, he's he's six and two against the spread in this spot. He's so, so good, dude. He's I mean, so I'm, good. anytime you can have Mahomes getting points or laying less than a field goal, I'm just gonna blind bet it. Yeah, that's really yep. it. That's the that's it. You tell me I'm an idiot, whatever. It's that's only it. it's <laughs> only my number five because in my head, every time the Chiefs are the first, like I would just be like I would be the most confident in them. So I it's it's I'm trying to I'm trying to um balance my range a little bit and they lost to the the Bengals both times last year I think you know the second one is a little more flukier and just variance uh than you know kind of what you know everyone wants to sell like oh like the Bengals unlock this magical elixir that if you'd only rush three against Patrick Mahomes like he breaks down like I, I don't really I don't really buy any of that 
Uh, also, we'll see even if they do that because the Bengals are playing a ton of man coverage and everyone's playing man coverage against the Chiefs because no one respects their wide receivers. Uh, Sky this, Sky is starting to happen a little bit, though, by the no, way. That role that Hardman one game of Tony and, and now two games of Sky Moore, that role has just been kind of there for this offense over the back half, not only say back half of the season, but this, I don't know, what from like the 49ers game on, maybe around that point, like that role in the offense has just been really productive in the offense, yep. like kind of consistently every week, like whoever's in it, whether it be Hardman, the one game of Tony where he has hamstring healthy and then kind of sky more the last couple of weeks, they don't play a lot of routes. They don't, but like the, the, when they're, that role is on the field, like they're involved in the offense, like, so I actually really like Sky Moore on DraftKings this week. Yep, I'll, I'll be playing a good bit of him. All right, uh, that was my number five. That was your number one. Easy peasy, lock it in. Uh, what is your number four, sir? Uh, my number four is uh, probably a little bit of a stretch right now, but I think Rodgers is going to play, and it's the Packers. Uh, just right now, I think where we are at this course of the season, this final third, we have kind of a, a clear tell on like what some teams are able to put on the football field right now. And buddy, let me tell you, this Chicago Bears defense. They stink. The, this is the, what the Bears are putting out defensively is equivalent to what the Rams are putting out offensively. Offensively, right yeah. Like it's a preseason roster. They just lost Eddie Jackson now uh, on the defense too. Over the past five weeks, they're allowing over three points per drive, which is absolutely ridiculous. They're number one or number 32 in allowing the highest touchdown rate per drive. They're last in the NFL in sack rate. They're last in completion rate. They're last in yards for pass attempt. Like, it's just, they're just putting out just vagabonds defensively. So I, I'm pretty sure Rodgers is going to play. Maybe even Jordan Love can get us there if he does play. A uh, little less comfortable if that does occur. It looks like they're actually going to play Justin Fields too this week, which whatever, but no Darnell Mooney's hurt now too. It's just, it's just a terrible run out for the bears. Yeah. Uh, and they're not like really trying. I don't know. I, I mean, couldn't, could not catch me betting on the Packers at this stage, but you're, <laughs> you're right. I mean, I think, I think they'd probably still be fine with Jordan love. I mean, like the, like the bears are, the bears are down their only good wide receiver, depending on how you feel about chase Claypool, I guess. And you have to think fields will be either an in-game injury risk or just a little bit less likely to run in, in this spot. Right. Like, I mean, what, what's like, doesn't he have an AC joint sprain? I mean, that seems. Yeah. That on seems his non-throwing, as non-throwing shoulder. But I, that my thing when the write-up too is like, cause he had been getting there for fantasy and I'm curious to see, hear your fantasy take on it. Um, because he's been, he obviously was arguably the, the hottest fantasy quarterback for injury, but like it was all designed runs. Do they scale any of that back? Like it's, we don't really know, right. We're kind of flying blind. So yeah, we just got to swallow it. Right. Like we're probably playing him. I, I would say, I would say you're playing him. If your other options are like Taylor Heineke, Deshaun Watson in his first game in two years, you know, whatever. But if you have Jared Goff, you know, if you have Trevor Lawrence, if you have Kirk Cousins available or whatever, I'd probably just take like the the small decrease in ceiling projection for the safety and median projection, I think, is is what I would do. Yeah, there. Weeks, one, weeks one through six, he only had 20 total designed runs and was kind of unusable for fantasy during that stretch. 12.2 fantasy points per game. Uh, now, it's non-throwing shoulder, so maybe they just go yellow. I don't know, man. I just I don't know. Like I said, we're flying blind. I'm, I'm curious if they do scale back his designed rushing at all. Yeah, I I think they I think they probably will, and and I mean AC joint like you take one hard hit and uh, and it's not great. All right, 
Uh, my number four is the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars with one point against the Detroit Lions. I mean, again, this this game's going to be awesome for fantasy. I hope there are a billion touchdowns. I hope uh, it all goes really well for everyone. I mean, the Jaguars are like not bad. They're 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 pretty not bad. And I know the Lions secondary. They fired that coach, and now they're up to like 19th and pass defense DVOA or whatever. But they still uh, just don't really have the personnel. They don't put a ton of pressure on the quarterback. They're still giving up these big chunk plays. I, I just feel the Jaguars are like a tier ahead of where the Lions are. And Trevor Lawrence, man, feels like it's finally happening. Feels like he, uh, I mean, at the very least, I would say, I think Trevor Lawrence seems like a favorite to have his fifth year rookie option picked up, which is like the kindest thing you could say mm-hmm. about one of these young quarterbacks right now, because so many of them are so bad. No, no, he's turned. He's he's played really well here the last few games. Uh, this game too. This this could be the fantasy game. Both these defenses are so bad. Uh, the Jaguars too. They've had so many injuries. Like they're thirty first since week eight in yards allowed per play. So this game could be the. It's fantasy, gonna be so. It's gonna be so good. The fantasy carnival that we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not obviously not super high conviction because. Um, you know, Doug Peterson, Lawrence does still make some mistakes, but also the Jaguars were one of those teams, kind of like the Raiders where they were just running super bad. They lost a bunch of games in weird ways. The The Giants one was was super painful with that ETN fumble, and he should be back this week, which I think is is a net good. I mean, he's a lot better than, uh, you know, Jermichael Hasty, career career special teamer. Jermichael Hasty again, not not like, uh, you know, not, not a 10-unit whale play or whatever. But I do, I do like the Jaguars side here. I like the over as well, actually. Yeah, I mean, these games in Detroit have been kind of the bonanza. The you know, pushing pushing 60 total points combined. Like I said, both defenses are so bad. I mean, this is gonna be kind of what the game early. Like this yeah. is if where if your chalk doesn't hit. <laughs> yeah, you're you're figuring out late swaps if you uh if you get this game right or if you get this game wrong. Oh yeah. Uh, all right, that was my four. What is your three? My three is the Browns, uh, and it's just really one of these things where I'm just going to keep betting against the Texans every They're week. They're so bad. It, it is inexplicably bad. And, and it's still a touchdown at most places, and the Texans have lost six straight games all by a touchdown or more. So as long as it's still like they're not catching like, you know, double-digit points, I'm just going to keep taking a touchdown or less versus them. Obviously, I don't know what the – if the Watson stuff is good for Cleveland or good for Houston, but like who in the Houston regime is like going to rally around like, Oh, we're facing Deshaun Watson. Like he was even there for this regime. Right. Like, I don't know. So like, maybe that's not even really a thing. And also the Browns, like we've seen them come off of two games in a row now where they've played two good teams really well. So I don't know. It's really just a bet against the Texans, but I wish Njoku was playing now. Hey, Harrison Bryant chalk week. It's never, it's never gone wrong (laughs) before. I mean, this game just feels like just what a what a weird game the NFL I mean the 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 optics of the suspension coming back this week and the NFL like marketing it as like a revenge game I mean it's just all bad I mean if the NFL tries the force and and I granted to some ESPN fluff piece on some random Sunday probably will do it eventually in the next year or two give us this bullshit redemption arc right like totally don't sell it don't sell it guys don't even try just leave it just leave it alone yeah. Uh, my number no redemption for this guy. <laughs> do, don't don't do it. Um, my <laughs> number three, the Minnesota Vikings minus three points against the New York footballing Jets. The Vikings are like 
totally fine. They're they're a perfectly cromulent NFL team. Are they the best team in the NFC? Should they have this win-loss record? Did they deserve to win the Thanksgiving game against the Patriots? The answer to all that is no. But, I mean, the Jets, congrats to Mike White for his his great game against the preseason Bears defense. But, like, we, we've actually already done this movie literally a year ago with Mike White where he came out, balled out, and then I believe he threw four interceptions yeah. in his next game. I mean, he's fine uh, and certainly is, like, a better conductor for uh, Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore and these guys and, and Bam Knight than Zach Wilson is. But <laughs> – they're still they're still a team that is lacking in like multiple positions and the Vikings are the Vikings are kind of like uh actually they're very similar to the Cowboys to me like the Cowboys north like they're t- they're totally fine just no one believes they can win a Super Bowl or or uh, a conference championship game and that's fine you know it's fine to be the eighth best team in the NFL or whatever right. and uh the, <laughs> the the Jets uh the Jets are not the Jets are are not are not that team yet and uh Three, I, I feel like this should be your classic four and a half, but it's three. Yeah, I don't know what to think about this game because, yeah, the although it is the Mike White story, I mean, he, the Vikings defense is just so bad and they, they play so much zone coverage. And it's like, man, like he can probably bleed them if he's long as he doesn't turn the ball over. But I'm curious to see how the Jets defend Minnesota. I mean, Jets are another team they haven't really been challenged a lot defensively. They've got one really kind of game against the Bills on their resume. Um, so I'm curious to see how they defend uh, the Vikings. I'm curious how the Vikings are able to kind of counteract that defense, you know, to see kind of what they can do with Justin Jefferson. They don't play a lot of man coverage. I know it'll be like the, the narrative will be like sauce versus Jefferson. Like what's going to happen? Like the Jets really don't play a man defense at all. A lot of quarters cover three stuff. So uh, I'm just curious to see how, what they can scheme up for Jefferson here in this game. Yeah. Yeah. That I think the, the Jefferson versus sauce Gardner matchup, I mean, Justin Jefferson, I'm going to play a lot of him in DFS. I mean, he's going to probably be like 5% owned or whatever, oh, but yeah. I, 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 I is going to be single digit this week too. Yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not scared of, uh, of the sauce, man. We haven't uh, really had I, that this year, right? Like I feel like this has mm-hmm. been a, a low year for people selling the cornerback stuff. Well, you know, so many teams, uh, it's uh, the, I, I remember Devonte Adams against the Broncos one week. People were like, Oh, you can't play him against uh Patrick Sertan's kid. Um, but I think it's because so many of these... call him just Patrick Sertan. You call him Patrick Sertan's kid. It's fun. It's fun. It's funnier to do it that way. It, it, makes, it, it makes me sound older. Uh, so I think it's because so many teams don't just have their best guy. Like the Eagles and AJ Brown are like the only team that are like, all right, you're a grown ass man. Just go beat this guy. Like every, like the good teams with good wide receivers scheme their dudes open for the most part. Like, they're they're playing them in the slot. They're putting them in motion. Like the idea of just sending a 6'2", 220 pound guy out there against the best corner in the league and just saying like go win is like that's so caveman football. Like coaches mm-hmm. just aren't even doing that anymore. Yeah, it's it's definitely been well. Even you see guys like this randomly popped up that didn't even really shadow. You know, like AJ Terrell last year, like didn't even shadow till like the very like end of the quarter season. And people are like, oh, we can't play guys number ones against the Falcons. I'm like. I will. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, like the dude's not moving. So yeah, it feels like it's just been one of the the things that's it hasn't been as popular. You're for good for good too. So it's always been misused in the fantasy industry. Yeah. Uh. All right, dude. Number two. Uh. Seahawks, baby. I'm just gonna keep betting against the Rams this is, too. This is my this is my one, and it's not it's, even close. I think I, mean, I bet I, this at fourteen. 
I'm just going to keep betting against the Rams and I keep betting against the Texans until like they really start to take my money. Like I'm just going to keep doing it. Like the Rams aren't even going to have Aaron Donald this week. We're just into the bag here. They're not going to have Stafford still no cop. Allen Robinson's been shut down. Uh, it looks like Cam Akers, like my, my, my like who, who cares? Right. At this point, that, like, <laughs> like literally, literally who cares? Like, Oh yeah. Cam Akers worth, worth 0.25 against the spread mm-hmm. compared to Kyron Williams. I mean, just, for, just bodies like there's out of bodies. I think people maybe don't realize just how bad the Los Angeles Rams are. Like, I think maybe they're, they're still like, Oh, they won the super bowl, like whatever. No, they are dead last in the NFL in yards per play by, by 0.2 yards. They are, they are 0.2 yards worse per play than the Houston Texans, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like absolutely unbelievable. Um, They have 12 passing touchdowns on the season, but I believe nine of those have gone to Cooper cup who is not active. They have 11 passing interceptions, which is second most in the league. They, I mean, they can't do anything well. They can't run. They can't pass. They have the fewest (laughs) first downs in the NFL. They get a ton of, uh, they get a ton of penalty yards. Like everything about this team is horrible. And, you know, I think you and I were both kind of like, oh, you know, Bryce Perkins, like he'll run around. He'll do a little bit. And he did, he did run around a little bit, but but it's not like sometimes the running quarterback will come in and give the offense like a shot in the arm or whatever. And they'll look like competent. No, absolutely. Absolutely. None of that. Yeah, the Chiefs the- totally just dicked around the second half of that game. Like they were in the worst like flea flicker I've ever seen a team run at the goal line. Cause this is sky more sky more <laughs> through it, baby. Cause this is what the chiefs do. Uh, hilarious, man. Did you hear Kelsey on the podcast talking about like how, like they all kind of get like a chance to like throw in practice. No, no, that's amazing. I mean, which, which like you totally makes sense because once it gets, to, once they get to like the six yard line, Andy, it's like Andy Reid is like a kid in a candy store, dude. He's like, what can I do here? Like, what is the most obnoxious thing I can do here? Like how many more points would the chiefs have if they just ran the, the Mahomes bootleg with Kelsey in the back of the end zone every time down there? Like, it feels like that play is like 80% success rate. And they, they do it like twice a year. They were only one of six in the red zone last week and still covered that game laying 15. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, and, and the Seahawks, by the way, it's like, I've been touting this DK Metcalf narrative. Cause like DK Metcalf to me seems like the type of guy who's going to enjoy putting more dirt on the grave. And he and Ramsey have gotten into it in a bunch of these Seahawks Rams games the last couple of years. So I, I think Metcalf is, I mean, whatever like he Ramsey's got to... absolutely melted the last two weeks too oh my goodness Alave <laughs> got him two weeks ago and then Kelsey shadow realmed him last week yeah uh tough, tough scenes there when does Ramsey have his injury right like when does he just like they're like you know he's he, like yeah Ramsey's got an ankle we were shutting him down what's what's Ramsey's contract like like someone get him out of here he should not spend the rest of his career playing on this team I I looked at Matt Stafford's contract this week they don't have an out in that contract until 2025. Their their only out is him retiring. He might. <laughs> I mean, he if they if they were to trade him or cut him next season, he counts 60 million dollars of dead cap. Whew. 60 yeah, million some... for Matt Stafford. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is uh we talked about the good games this week. We actually didn't bet against it. Well, we all we have the Chiefs, but uh yeah, there are also some of these, like, I think, like I said, we're just at the time of the year, like, we kind of see what a couple of teams are doing right now to close the season. It's like, pick your spots, man. Just go for those teams. 
Yes. Yeah. One, one million percent. Um, so that was my number one. That was it for me. Cause that chargers, was, that was chargers five. were my number two and chiefs are your number one. So we're done. Yeah. Easy. Bada bing, bada week. boom. Easy. I, I feel insanely good about that Seahawks one. Like I'm putting the Seahawks, uh, spread in like a bunch of these like world cup parlays and stuff too, because <laughs> the, this, the, there's just no way there's no way the right, like, it's it's the same thing with the Texans. It's just like these teams are just so bad, and they don't care, and the players don't care, and the coaches don't care. So just uh, align your align your wallet with the team's um, incentives. Uh, what's your what's your big vibes on like what's your what's your your big flag plant for for NFL DFS? I'm I'm Sky Moore is one of them for me, and then I think I'm gonna play Pacheco as like of the value running back in some of this Detroit Jacksonville stuff. He they because McKinnon has not practiced, he might not even play. Yeah, uh, I thought that that opened up a little bit more room for Sky too, because like, you know, do they are they really going to trust Melvin Gordon to have like an extended role? He's only been at the team literally like what ten days, um, so and like they don't really are they going to trust Pacheco? So I'm really curious to see how the Chiefs handle passing downs. I think it's going to be a pass heavy script for them anyways. Both teams, I think it's going to yeah. be a real pass heavy game regardless. So I'm really curious to see what the Chiefs do, and I just think that's going to give more snaps to Sky more, right? Yeah, so I think it's going to give him a, that role in the offense a little more legs. I love the 49ers Dolphins game. Uh, I think that game could has it may be overlooked as shootout potential, right? Oh yeah, the, that that game is is way down the list of of games that people are going to play. I think so. I mean, I love the, some of the matchup stuff I wrote up in the worksheet for guys like Ayuk, Kittle, and Tyreek. I think Tyreek is, is especially like we talk about single digit, like Tyreek definitely appealing to me. So I think you can get really get some real nice stacks in that game too for some four o'clock variants because a lot of people are going to have Chargers Raiders a lot of people are going to have what they can fit out of Chiefs Bengals everyone's the Chiefs are a weird team for DFS always though because you always just want to stack Mahomes and Kelsey and they're hard to stack. Although you can do it this week because there are you know you can well, play especially if we get more of these running backs on the board. Yeah, you can play Knight, uh, but I mean Sky. Kendall Hinton, Richie James. We, who like, knows? We'll get like another P Ryan week. We might get yeah. Samir White still. Like Samir White Mixon, still play. Mixon still in the concussion protocol. I mean, I would be, I would be Jalen Warren's men on both sides, basically. Uh Najee's playing. They just said they just said he's playing like 10 minutes ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, what a disaster. I know. I know. It stinks. I mean, Najee's 6100. I I don't know. I could maybe, I can maybe be. I don't know if I could be convinced. Just feels like every running back on their roster is better than than Najee Harris. Najee, but what a kick in the pants! I like uh, I like T.J. Hawkinson. He's he's got thirty six targets in his four games as a Viking. It's pr- pretty good. He just replaced Zach Ertz. You know, uh, essentially, like he's he's getting uh, his a dots five point four yards downfield. He's averaging seven yards per catch, but he's just getting like seven to nine targets a game, and he's got some touchdown equity. He basically just replaced what the void Zach Ertz left in our hearts for fantasy football. Yep. Correct. Uh, all right, dude. There we go. Knock I mean, it easy out. Peasy bada bing, bada week, boom. What do we got? What do we got on sharp football heading into the playoffs? Yeah, it's just bringing it home here. The final third of the season. Uh, we know everyone's doing mostly like week to week stuff. So we've just got like weekly packages. Anytime you sign up for the first week, it's a dollar. So that's kind of what, it, what what's cooking here. We're bringing it home. Yep. There we go. All right, boys, sharp football, follow Lord Reeves. You guys know the drill. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Good luck this week, everybody. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.